Hello everybody and welcome to episode 18 of Own the Road with Auto Trader, where we make car stuff simple for Canadians. My name is Jody Lai and I am Auto Trader's Editor-in-Chief. And I am Dan Alika, Auto Trader's Road Test Editor. And our special guest today is my grumbly stomach. It's true. Apologies in advance if you hear it on the podcast. I'm very hungry She today. has it mic'd up separately. <laughs> Um, so unfortunately, this is our last episode Aww. of the year. It's been so crazy how how fast this year has just disappeared. Like Man. we started this podcast in April, I think. Sure. And we're 18 episodes deep, and we're closing the year. I felt pretty good actually. I bumped into Ralph Shiel, who longtime listeners will remember as our as our guest in the in the early days. Uh, Canadian, good guy, head of design for North America for Stellantis, which is you know Chrysler, Ram. Uh, Dodge, mm -hmm. all those, all those brands. Anyways, I bumped into him uh, during the LA Auto Show, cool. and the first thing he said to me was, "Man, that was so much fun. When are you guys gonna have me back?" And I was like, "You know, hey, well, if you can come back anytime, I, totally." And and B, it's like we loved having him on. Uh, so it's always good when, when a guest says that they had a good time too and seem to actually mean it. It's always nice when they have fun because I, I feel like I have tons of fun doing this podcast totally. with you. Um, it's definitely one of like the highlights. Um, Agreed. And so it's really nice when other people Remember when I had COVID vibe. and it was like, we were like, oh man, no podcast for like three weeks. Yeah, that's sad. right. But we've been pretty consistent up until totally. now. Um, but yeah, this is the last episode of the season. So we're I'm going on vacation. I know. Dan's leaving next week. Ooh, for ooh, Jamaica. Ooh. I'm going to go lay on a beach for 10 days. I'm going to be here uh, in our studio in Toronto crying. <laughs> oh, the only thing. I'm going to be crying while I'm there. Two days. Why? Because the jerk chicken will be too hot. No, I'm, I, oh, yeah, know you don't I don't eat, eat meat. meat. No, because the Bills. I'm oh. going I'm gonna miss two Bills games. Anytime Dan talks about sports, I just take a mental nap. Wow. <laughs> Harsh. The truth is coming out. I really don't care about sports at all. Yeah, but this isn't sports. This is life. <sighs> anyway, um, so we have a lot to go through today. Um, I kind of want to recap the year, but we're going to play a little game. So Dan hasn't seen these questions before. Um, so pick a number between 1 and 10, and each number corresponds to a different secret question that I'll ask you. All right, let's say... Uh I'm not, you know, they always, seven or three are like the ones that people usually go with. So let's, okay. let's go with, uh, let's go with eight. Eight. Okay. Yeah. Uh, is there a car you really wanted to drive this year, but didn't? Wow. That's a good question. Um, I feel like there is too. And I can't, oh, a weird one is the Honda CRV. And it's ironic because I was supposed to drive it and then it wasn't ready in time. So now Jody is, is going to take my booking while I'm on vacation um but that one is is something that so relevant to the so, market yeah, and it's, it's built in canada built in canada extremely popular um extremely important yep. the hybrid is now coming to canada uh, and i was really looking forward to driving that unfortunately honda canada just doesn't do the the events the way they used to so we're not uh we don't get that early shot and that's the thing right it's like jody and i have talked about this at length but to give you guys a little kind of peek behind the curtain is honestly like doing the events it's not the the travel i don't i don't love being away from home i don't love being away from becky and my cats and all that stuff um but it really is that opportunity to get out ahead right and and drive the cars early yeah. so that because we get questions all the time especially when it comes to popular vehicles like the crv uh, and I hate 
being able to or not being able to say to people, oh yeah, I've driven it and here's what I think. Especially when I see them cruising around on the public roads. Yeah, I mean, no worries though. I'm driving it next week, so we'll have a review for you guys on YouTube. It'll be me hosting instead of Dan. Deal with it. I mean, I think people <laughs> are stoked. But anyways, no, that's just that's that's the car that I good one that I uh, even though it's not. I know we've we also had that debate. This is the the airing. It's not like a, a grievances, but it's like the the things that you know we disagree on. Like Jody is fine calling crossovers cars. Which I understand the logic that she calls it the fingers and thumbs. Yeah, because you know, all crossovers are. Sorry, how does it go? You said all crossovers are cars, but not all cars are crossovers. Correct. But my thing is like they're distinct, anyways. I know. I just feel like that's an old school way of looking at it, but I totally get both sides. Um, I think for me, the car that I wanted to drive this year, but I didn't, is the Supra. I've never driven oh. a Supra in my life. Really? Yeah, and I've always oh, wanted to, and I never got the chance to. I drove the manual one a couple weeks ago on the racetrack, it. and it was it was everything that you kind of hoped it to, would be. But the the thing that I always say now is buy it. All of you people out there, yes, I'm pointing fingers, that said, oh, the Supra's back, and it's stupid that it's automatic only. Okay, you know, put your money where your mouth is. Shots fired. Yeah, well, it's just, I, I wrote a rant about this last <laughs> year, I think, where it's like, Come on, guys. You're you're allowed to complain, but then when when automakers serve up exactly what you've asked for, if you don't follow through and buy it, yeah, then they're not going to do it again. Yeah, and then you'll all complain when it gets discontinued. So yeah. you got to put your money where your mouth is, right? You really do. So you you pick a number between one and ten for me. No, you pick a number, and then I ask you the question. No, but I know the questions. You have to pick a number, and Whoa. I'll ask myself the question. Wow, weird flex, Jones. Let's go with uh. Let's go with number one, because you're, cause you're my number one friend. Oh, thank you, Dan. Uh, number one says, what was an automotive highlight for the year? Well, that's a good one. That is a good one. I think for me, there was one major one that stands out, is uh, I drove the Porsche 911 GT3 Touring earlier in the year. Cool car. And why that was so significant for me is because like that is a car that I've been dreaming about driving since I was a child, like that's the one for me where like it was the posters on my wall. Um, I was obsessed with 911s growing up. So that was just a really cool thing to drive your dream car. I literally cried about it. It's a cool car. Yeah. And it was manual and it was just like so gorgeously satisfying to drive. Um, but it's just cool, you know, meeting your heroes, you know, meeting that icon that you've always dreamt of. So that was a really big one for me. For me, I would say... I don't know. There's been a lot. Um, maybe testing uh, Super Cruise down in California, which is GM's like hands-free adaptive cool. cruise control with the automatic lane change functionality. Um, now you can like tow with it. It's That's really crazy cool. And you know, I I wouldn't call myself a skeptic, but uh, full autonomy. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't think it's ever going to come to fruition. Uh, but these systems that work on you know divided highways and work really well mm -hmm. you know i've driven other systems that do feel like they're kind of ping-ponging you between lane markings or just not quite um as i don't know I, i'm not quite as comfortable with them as as i'd like to be whereas super cruise i was immediately it just was like really reassuring it felt like it was in control it felt like it was watching me um, and it was really quick to say, Hey, keep your eyes. Like I intentionally, you know, obviously it's part of my job to, to try to see how, how the system reacts. Mm -hmm. And it was very quick to respond when I looked away. 
Uh, the lane changes were seamless. And we'll also do it, you can set it to, to respond to signal inputs or it'll just do it on its own. That's so cool. Which is cool. so cool. It'll approach slower traffic. And I think so many of you out there need it because if you heard our last or two episodes ago, our rant about all the bad things that we see on the roads, people who left lane bandit, super cruise will immediately move you back into the center lane when it's safe to do so. So that's the way it should be. <laughs> uh, so I, I really, I was a big okay. fan of that. Let's do one more of these uh, mystery questions before we move on. So pick a number between one and 10. Let's go five. Five. Uh, ooh, this one. <laughs> what was the biggest automotive letdown of this year? Toyota Corolla Cross. Is that, that was this year? Technically, I Yeah, think. you drove it this year. Yeah. I, yeah, I, I could see that. Mostly um, because it was so slow. So gutless. Everything else about it, well, not everything else was good. Most things about it were good. I found it could have been a little bit better in terms of like some features and stuff. Um, but yeah, the big one is the engine. And I really hope if we're going to look at, you know, we'll, we'll spin this into a positive and say, you know, with 2023 around the corner, Corolla Cross Hybrid coming out, I think that could be the savior that, that the Corolla Cross needs. Not necessarily that it's going to be any quicker, but that at least you'll feel like there's a reason it's so slow. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because like if something is more efficient, I almost don't mind that it's slow. Totally, yeah. But yeah. But that, yeah, that was a big disappointment for me. The Corolla Cross for me, it was so buzzy and... and I remember I drove and I complained to you and you were like, how bad could it really be? And then you picked it up and you messaged me and we're like, oh boy, <laughs> this thing I know. I normally don't turtle. complain about cars being slow, but this was like next level it, slow. Like, I've... Like, just getting up to highway speeds made me nervous. Scary That's how slow it was. Passing on the highway yeah. was, you know, or, or moving. Like, let's say I was on the on the highway and I wanted to get out of the right lane to give people merging room because you guys should all be doing that. Uh, it was, like, scary to move into the mm -hmm. middle lane and not feel like you were disrupting everyone else's day. Yeah, I, I totally feel that. That's a very legit choice. Yeah. Um. <laughs> what, what about you? What was your biggest uh, disappointment? I, I'm not really sure. That's a good question. Um, I'm, I typically approach all the cars I drive with like a very open mind. So yeah. I try not to make my mind about, uh, make it up about something before I actually drive it. And I, I can honestly say like, besides the Corolla Cross, I haven't really been that let down by anything. I think most cars today for what their intended purpose is, like nail it. I agree. I think, yeah, people, it's, it's a lot of nitpicking. That's why when it comes to the Corolla Cross thing, that really does come down to like a safety and comfort issue. Mm -hmm. It's not, you know, griping that because I, I do not think that I think most vehicles are too quick these days. I agree. <laughs> but it's like this is like, you know, really bad. Even if you look at um, like Jeep just announced that the Compass is getting a turbo motor because that thing that is really gutless. That one was gutless. also very slow. Subaru put the two, two and a half liter yeah. Four cylinder and you can still get the two and I wouldn't recommend it. But, you know, so you see automakers addressing those issues and they're not like worlds quicker, but they're as quick as they should be in today's because with everyone else driving quicker. Again, it comes down to merging and passing and it's, that sort of stuff. It becomes a safety thing, not yeah. like a speed demon thing, right? Yeah. So it's nice when automakers are listening to the people who buy their vehicles yes. um, and kind of address those complaints. Speaking of. What? Lexus UX. Well, the whole Lexus lineup. We talked about that. Oh, yeah. So 
Lexus previously used to use this really terrible um, infotainment interface where it operated like a kind of like an old trackpad on an old laptop, except yeah. it was even more annoying and jumpy to use and impossible to use safely while you were driving. Yeah. So even to do something like change the radio station, you would have to like use this little trackpad. And it, I, and it was so bad and they had no touchscreen at that time. And yeah. it was so bad that I literally could not recommend those cars because that system was so distracting. Or, or the crossovers. Yes. <laughs> but Lexus listened to everybody and yeah. they addressed that. So now they have a touchscreen. Yeah. And immediately that one little change took those vehicles from being unrecommendable yeah. to like some of the best in the segment. You were really big on the on the NX that came out for 2022. Yeah, um, I used to hate that. And yeah. now it and now it came out with that new infotainment system and it it was like one of my favorite ones now. And Andy Lynn, our our production editor, he bought one. The hybrid, he too. He bought the hybrid, yeah. The plug-in hybrid, yeah. the 450H+. Plus. Yeah. I don't know. They still got to do something about the naming convention, but one yeah. thing at a time. I mean, that was a really nice improvement. But, but anyways, um, yeah, Andy liked it so much, you know, they, they went out and bought one uh, a few months so ago. It's so good. And, like, and it, it. all-around, really great vehicle. Yeah. I highly recommend it. Um, so the other thing that happens this time of year is Auto Trader comes out with its top search data. Oh yeah, it's very interesting. It's very interesting to me the types of data. So like obviously Auto Trader, the marketplace is like the biggest one there is in the whole country. Um, and so we capture a lot of interesting data about what everyone is searching for, which I think is really really cool. Um, and so. The top 10 list for this year, should I just go through the whole top 10 and then we'll kind of pick it apart? Sure, yeah, why not? So number one top searched vehicle in the whole country for 2022 is the Ford F-150. Go figure, that's not also a big surprise. the number one selling vehicle in the whole country. And I think since we've been collecting this data, I think it's been like seven or eight years, the Ford F-150 has been the top spot every single time. Makes sense. The year that it's not up there will be like an earth shattering event because it's been so consistently number one. And the new versions, like the thing that I like is you see, not not car companies, but just in general, right? You see a lot of companies kind of rest on their laurels a little bit when they're when they're leading. So you take a look at, I don't know, like BlackBerry, I think is a, is a great example, mm. right? Where everyone had Blackberries, everyone loved BBM. BlackBerry kind of, you know, let its guard down a bit and now... You know, yeah, the company's still big in the automotive space, right. um, doing tech, but on but not in the consumer, not in space. like yeah, consumer electronics, smartphones, it's gone, yeah. right? And Ford isn't going down that route. So if you take a look, like the F one fifty hybrid is really good. The F one fifty Lightning, which is the all electric one, is great. I just reviewed that one. The review is up on our YouTube channel as well as AutoTrader.ca slash editorial. I think it's the most important vehicle of my lifetime. Those are that's a big statement to make. And and it because it, I think it's so huge it's going to help shift perceptions mm -hmm. of EVs. Those that are into them already are going to be like cool there's a truck. Those who aren't are going to see how kind of easy the shift to electrification is. Yeah. Awesome. Especially cuz it looks and feels just like a regular F150 yeah. except like kind of way better in certain areas. Like it's not for everybody, but um I like how seamless the transition was. Um but the number 2 most searched vehicle is the Honda Civic, which is interesting because last year it was number 6. So it jumped up a couple spaces for this year. Probably we'd have to look back at the data from when the last generation Civic came mm -hmm. out. But I wonder if that has to do with it, yeah. with a new one arriving for 2022 that's really good. 
We also kind of thought that because fuel prices and car prices got so high mm. this year, that some of the choices were a lot more practical and efficient. Totally. Um, and that is affordable. hilarious though, right? You see it, it's like, you know, the pendulum swing all the time. Just not even like the search data, but but conversationally, or even you see it in your neighbor's driveways, where it's like, gas is cheap, everyone goes out and buys trucks. <laughs> yeah, so interesting, the other, so I'm going to share a bunch of interesting data that we pulled from this year's results. So like, in March, when when gas prices just like skyrocketed, yeah. searches for EVs on the auto trader marketplace went up by 89%. That's wild. Which is so high. Um, and we did a survey and 68% of the people, of the Canadian consumers that we surveyed, said that they would be willing to consider an EV as their next car, which is massive. Um, yeah. Makes me happy. And check this out. In March, yeah. the number of car shoppers inquiring about buying a new EV through AutoTrader increased 567%. Jeez, nearly six times Isn't the rate. Isn't that wild? That's crazy. And I think that is so interesting because it really um, it really shows you how those like huge you know economic factors affect yeah. how people are searching for cars. I was I remember I bought that that antique locker this yeah. week and I sent you the the photo of it, it was really cool. Uh, I went up and met the guy in uh, just just near Barrie. Anyways, he was driving uh, a Ford Super Duty mm -hmm. diesel. And he told me, and granted, he does run like a landscaping company, but he said his truck, he was spending $850 a week to fuel his truck. That's brutal. And like my car is a diesel and it's a Golf. And so those high diesel prices, because diesel prices right now are They're even more still, expensive oh, than gas yeah, prices. And so it's like killing me. Um, but I'll just go through the rest of the list. I'll yes. run it through. Number three, uh, BMW 3 Series. Ford Mustang, Mercedes AMG C-Class, Porsche 911. Wait, can we stop at the C-Class? Because that one was, that's interesting to me because last year it was the regular C-Class. In fifth place in as fifth well. In fifth place. This year it was the AMG version, which for those of you who don't know is like the performance version. Uh, that's really fascinating. Yeah, to me. and so the top 10 is always very interesting to me because there are a lot of very luxurious, like high dollar cars in our top 10 every yeah. year. And I think that's just so interesting because it really shows you that what people are searching for is not necessarily what they're buying. And so if you're anything like me and Dan, like we use the auto trader marketplace all the time just yeah. to like look for cool stuff. Totally, like, yeah. oh, can I afford my dream Porsche 911? The answer is no. I, I look know into the it all the time. <laughs> But yeah, the Porsche 911 is number six. Uh, last year it was number four. Uh, then we have the RAV4, and then number eight is the Mercedes E-Class. That one's really fast. Like the E-Class is good, but that that one, if you were to ask me to predict the top ten, a lot of these I would be like, I I think the I e -class would be on is the a nose. Big surprise <laughs> because you don't see very many of them out in the wild. Like a 911, I could totally understand because it's like you're you know the quintessential dream car. Well, and that's why you would think like a Mercedes S class would be on this list instead of an E class. Really? I would get if I were guessing. I, I would, would say like a G wagon. I feel like a G wagon is like the, the most, dream car. You you and Carl, our VP of consumer marketing here, big G wagon fans, and I think it's the most overrated vehicle. 
I think Sold you're right, but I like it because it's, it's so, so stupid. Extra. Yeah, for me, it's like just give me a box on wheels. Well, that's even the what Kia it is. Soul, I love the Kia Soul because it is a box on wheels. Yeah, the Kia Soul is cool. It's a great little car. Even the EV one, I love it. Yeah. Um, anyway, and then rounding out our top ten uh, most searched for the year is the Corvette and the Jeep Wrangler. See again, those make like you. I don't think those ones would be a surprise to anyone. Yeah. Right? The Jeep Wrangler is extremely popular. The Everyone Corvette loves is cool. It. It's another one of those dream cars. Also, although the yeah. Corvette is like a more attainable dream car for totally. a lot of people. Yeah. Um, but it is interesting because uh, the Jeep Wrangler displaced the BMW M cars from 10th place from last year, which is very interesting. Best retained value, like maybe ever. It's crazy. Jeep Wranglers yeah. sell for astronomical prices still. My buddy has one that we joke about it all the time because he's asking, like, it's, I don't know, it's got to be, like, a 2002 or something like that. And he has it listed for, like, I don't know, thousand, like $8,000. And I'm like, that's crazy. And he's Is it, still... like, bone stock or did he build it up? No, it's, like, it's a Rubicon, mm -hmm. but it's not, like, it's not built. And it's still, like, you know, and it's got 300,000 kilometers oh, wow. on it. And, like, but people... He gets like tire kickers on it that are still like within spitting distance. And he's like a real, you know, a real like stickler. So mm -hmm. he's not in a rush to sell it, but it blows my mind yeah. every time I see these prices. I mean, if we want to talk about car prices, we could do a whole other episode on that. We also Let's have tons it. of data on car prices. Like Auto Trader puts out a quarterly price index, really insightful to, to what's happening in the industry. So we can go through that in another episode. Um, the other thing that's really interesting to me about this data is the provincial breakdown. Oh, yeah. So in BC, there's way more luxury cars than any other province, which is kind of not a surprise. Yeah. Um, in Quebec, it is the only province where the F-150 is not number one top searched. Yeah. But it, oh, also this, Alberta and Saskatchewan are the only province where the Civic is not in the top three. It's because trucks. Exactly. Trugs. Trugs. Yeah. So like... Take it from Alberta a guy who lived in Alberta and drove an F-150. <laughs> I know. So it's not a secret that, you know, Canadian drivers in Alberta and Saskatchewan love my, their trucks. My my good friend, Mike Sutherland Shaw, uh, we worked at a newspaper in, in northern Alberta together. And he drove a Toyota Corolla. And he felt not like emasculated, just like so out of place. Because everyone else has enormous trucks and the other guys you. at the paper in fairness like even one of our one of our colleagues uh kirsten gorick she drove a ford fiesta which was like you know i mean that's a small car and it just looked even smaller compared to everything else on the road <laughs> um so it, anyways it was just kind of funny but yeah mike he's a, he's another ontario guy so when we were out there he always felt so so out of place i i can understand that that makes sense yeah. to me um, and then the last interesting tidbit of information from our top search data is that the Maritimes have no luxury vehicles in their top 10 most searched. You know what? I think people may read into that the wrong way. I'm going to tell you what it comes down to is sensibility. Yeah. It, it to me, they're it's a very practical bunch of people. Absolutely. It's like, yeah, I mean, there are, you go to, you know, Halifax or St. John's, like you'll see people cruising around in, in Mercedes and Lexus and whatever. But, you know, people kind of, I don't even want to say like live within their means. It's just like, hey, why would I overspend on a vehicle that doesn't really do anything for yeah, me? Yeah, right? and it's true. And so it's funny because a while ago I was out, out east test driving, uh, 
Mercedes SUV of some sort. I don't remember which one. And it was really interesting. Oh, it was the it was the GLE out on um, that Fogo island. Island. Fogo, Fogo yeah, island. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. yeah. So wow, you have a better memory than I do. That's I know. amazing. Um, but anyway, the sticker price for the vehicles we were testing higher than some homes you can buy there, yeah. which is which is you know why I think. When you look at the perspective, like, why would I buy a car when I could buy a whole house? <laughs> totally. And then, I don't know, you see, like, you know, Becky's uncles that, that live in Cape Breton, like, some of them drive trucks because they need them. It's not a, that's not a, a luxury item. It's not a vanity thing. It's no. like they're working, they're it's, hardworking yeah, trucks. Yeah, it's like, well, I need this truck yeah. because it, it helps me do my job, right? So I do think it comes down to, like, sensibility and practicality over, over anything else. Because trust me, like... You know, some some of the homes out there, some of the you know, it's not like they're they're you know scraping by. It's like yeah, you know, it's just like the rest of the country. It's very sensible. It's just sensible, yeah. sensible people. Um, another interesting data point is that last so in October of 2022, there were 12,600 new and used EVs on the auto trader marketplace, which is a 52.7 increase over the same time last year. So I think it's very cool that the, like, obviously there have been more EVs to come out this year. And so the inventory is higher than ever. Um, but yeah, a lot of people don't know that you can find new and used vehicles on auto trader. Yeah. And so I always want to put that out there. You Trickle know. down economics, folks. Yeah. People, you had the early adopters that are, you know, probably ready to upgrade to something newer. So they're going to sell their, and the thing that I always say, by and large, I'm confident in saying that EVs are generally going to age better than their gas powered, you know, counterparts simply based on the parts that they use. Right. right. There's not as many, you know, like mechanical parts yeah. that are going to fail. Less can go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> and, and, you know, you take a look at brakes um, with regenerative braking, you're not often using the mechanical brakes. So that's another thing that, you know, you're you're not going to see replaced mm -hmm. or worn down in the same way. So, yeah, I think if you're looking at like, let's say a four, four or five year old EV, chances are it's still going to be in really good shape. Right. And you're going to start to see those hitting the market now. Times are very times cool are good. option yeah. for a lot of people, um, especially because new EVs can they're they're priced right now in a way that puts them off a lot of people's shopping lists because they are expensive. So it is nice that there are a lot more used ones on the marketplace. Um, yeah. So anyway, Auto Trader's top search data always fascinating to to dig yeah. through. I think that stuff is so cool. Um, and then I kind of wanted to talk about our awards. So we don't Please announce do. our Auto Trader Awards for 2023. Do you mean the most comprehensive awards in Canada? And the most trusted. Wow. And we did a survey about it. Like, I didn't make it up. That is a third-party survey that proved that the Auto Trader Awards are the most trusted automotive awards in the country. And honestly, I'm so proud of that fact because we built this thing up. And it's, like, one of the most important things that I get to work on. Um, so I love the awards. So basically... Uh, we will announce the awards or the winners for the awards in February of 2023. We have basically an award for every single body style category in existence. It's a lot. Except for like supercars because like we're also practical minded people. Yes. Um, and the awards are a little bit different because basically any car that's available for Canadians to buy is considered. A lot of awards only consider vehicles that were new or significantly changed for the year. But we're looking at 
everything like that we're considering over 350 cars well, in like 32 different categories and the logic is simple right it's like you know you're not as the average consumer let's say you're shopping for a compact car you're not just going hey what's the newest one you're well, you going, know the what's best the one? best one? And that's why we look at it that way. Yeah. And so we have like, we've got over 20 of, I think, some of Canada's best automotive journalists. Shout them out. We got Brendan McAleer, who is probably the, the most talented, most talented yeah. writer in Canada. We've got Jill McIntosh. Sammy Hadjassad. Sammy Hadjassad, who's an award-winning writer. We have so many great writers. And I don't want to leave anyone out. Jill, Jill McIntosh, Peter Bleakney. Jeff Wilson. Matt St. Pierre. We have so many Vincent great. Vincent Obey. Oh, my gosh. From all over the country, east yeah. to west. We've got experts voting on our awards. Um, and so, yeah, I'm really proud of it. So just stay tuned for when we announce the winners. In February, we have categories for like best EV, best plug-in hybrid, best hybrid, best trucks. Um, basically, any any body style you can think of, yeah. we've got it. Price so, caps that are that are yeah. relevant. You know, we try super to super excited performance cars. We've got like mainstream performance. We've got luxury performance. Mm -hmm. It's really cool. Yeah, and it's it's so much work to do because we're I, I take a lot of pride in how comprehensive these awards are. You don't say. Um, yeah, but I but the, the whole reason why we do this is is to help you out when you're in your car buying process. You know, yeah. we know that a lot of people don't really know what's out there. So by by having a whole bunch of experts kind of vote on which ones they'd feel the most confident recommending to their family and friends might give you like a good jumping off point for your research. Um, it's also interesting and we'll get into it once we actually do that episode, but even for us, and it shows you that it is like a democratic process because sometimes I look at like, not how each person has, has voted, but the outcome of the categories. And I'm like, well, I wouldn't have picked that as well. The... And I think it's good because yeah. not, not everyone is looking at things from the same lens. Well, and it's also, that means Jody and I aren't like imposing our wills no. upon, upon the, the awards. No, it or, is truly a democratic process. Yeah. Like sometimes, you know, you don't agree with the winners, but that's not the point. The point is that this is like collectively what a bunch of people exactly. have picked. A so. bunch of, a bunch of knowledgeable, experienced, oh, good people. Yeah. And some of these people have been, have been reviewing cars for like 20 or 30 years. So we have hundreds of years of experience divided between all of our experts. So, so definitely tune in in February when we announce those winners. I'm super, super excited for that. Um, but today we have an ask an expert oh, question. Okay. It comes from Gary from Peterborough. Okay. So hi, Jody and Dan. Catching up on your podcast, I just listened to the favorite cars from movies and pop culture episode. Yeah. I was waiting for Transformers to come up, but maybe that needs uh, its own episode. The live action movies, of course, helped relaunch the Camaro as Bumblebee, but also as a child of the late 70s and early 80s with the cartoon and toys is how I became interested in cars, with the originals cool. being based on real vehicles and race cars. Um, as an adult, I've learned a bit about uh, the early engineers' uh, love of auto racing and real cars they were based on, like the Bartini Porsche 935, which I thought was such a cool car. Uh, there was also an F1 car based on a real-world race car as well. <laughs> were either of you Transformers fans or had additional influences besides what you've talked about that fueled your love of cars? Wow. Well, Gary, that, A, I appreciate... I always love when you know, listeners share kind of their, their yeah. story, right? Either whether what got them into cars or what's kept them into cars or, or whatever. Um, I will say, and Jody knows this about me, I'm not much of a movie guy aside from ones I've already seen 8,000 times. He and watches watch the same five movies over and over, over and over. Uh, so 
I am going to be a big letdown here and admit that I've never seen any Transformers movie. <laughs> <laughs> wow. It's just not something that I've that I've, I've seen. seen all of them. Um, yeah. And I think the cars are a really cool part of it. I remember the cartoon, though. Yeah, like that that's the one he was liner. talking about. I know, about. that's yeah. the thing. But it's just like we're talking about movies here. That right. I, well, that pop not... culture in general, right? So, like, yeah, I don't know if there's any, like, shows or, or movies that really fueled my love of cars. I've loved cars since I was a kid. And it probably had to do with the fact that both of my parents were really into cars. Yeah. So that really affected me growing up. Um, For me, it wasn't necessarily, like, shows or movies, but... Like Hot Wheels, I was one of those kids, mm. and, and I you still, still are. <laughs> I still am for sure. I just, I just found like it. You know, Jody asked me about that. Do I order them online? And it's like, no, not really, because I like the, you know, the thrill of the hunt. I love being like, there's this one specific car, and if I'm in the store, I'll take a look, and and if I find it, it's like still just as exciting as when I was a kid. Um, and only now I don't have to beg my parents to buy them for me. <laughs> They're also like a dollar, right? Well, the premium ones, you know, those are my jam, and those yeah. are like, you know. Eight, eight or ten bucks a piece. Inflation, guys, it's real. <laughs> Just for some some rubber tires on a Hot Wheels, it's kind of embarrassing. That's but. so fun. Yeah. Well, thank you, Gary, so much for your question. Um, that was just a really fun question. Yeah. Um, if any of you would like to ask Dan or I questions, um, car-related or personal or whatever, you can email expert at trader.ca. Um, we love, we honestly love to get your questions. We really do. Even if they're not questions, like even if you just wanted to talk about, you know, what got you into cars or like a fun car memory you had or something that really makes you mad when you're out driving, please email us at expert at trader.ca. It makes me so happy to get these emails. Yeah. Um, yeah. And that's, that's it for the year. Thank yeah. you so much for joining us this year on Own the Road with Auto Trader. We really love to do this podcast. It's true. Um, and you know, we're just so grateful for all of your support. So if you wanted to support us more, there's a couple ways you could do it. One is to tell all your family and friends about Own the Road with Auto Trader. Um, share it with people because we, we think that it's very helpful information and we love to get the word out, you know, yeah. subscribe, subscribe, rate the podcast, leave a review, give it five stars. There's so many, you know, little ways that we would really appreciate it. But it's thank true. you so much. This has been the most fun. It has been. It's been a blast. Anyways, it's... I'm off to Jamaica. Bye, Dan. See ya. We'll see everyone in January with a bunch of new episodes. <laughs>